Welcome back to Autolux Autopod. I'm your host, the doctor to the car, Everett J from Autolux.net. Today, we are looking at how batteries are really better than an ICE engine. Autolux.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. This is Everett J bringing you all the automotive news you can handle. No, we're not joking. We want to take a look and see how people believe that a battery can be better than an internal combustion engine. Let's take a look at the back history of this thing. Batteries, battery technology, if you take a look way, 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 way back. Let's take a look back. We're traveling all the way back to 1915. 1915, batteries were used in automobiles. Why were battery vehicles around, but they seemed to disappear? Well, they disappeared because internal combustion engines became more mainstay and petroleum became cheap and widely available. And they've helped build the infrastructure for the petroleum. J.D. Rockefeller helped push this thing, helped make it great, and helped put the world into the petroleum-powered internal combustion engine vehicle. Now, electric cars from back then used for your wife. I'm not being sexist. You can go check history on this. Battery-powered vehicles were used for your wife to go back and forth to town to pick up things. If you were rich, you could afford more than one vehicle. Way back in the day, in 1915, you would buy a secondary vehicle, an electric vehicle. Why would you buy an electric vehicle? for your wife instead of an internal combustion engine vehicle. One main purpose, 1915, cars had cranks. Cars were dirty and there were no windshields or anything like that, right? Electric cars moved a lot slower, were a lot easier to start and a lot easier to operate. You gotta remember back in the time, 1915, women were still secondary citizens to men. It was the wife's thing to take care of the kids, to cook the meals, to do all that crap. Not, not, not like today. Not like today where my wife goes to work, I go to work. We all work. We all work as a team. We all share responsibilities. But back then, it was a little bit of a different thing. So you bought this electric car for your wife to go back and forth to town. You bought it for her so she wouldn't get dirty. She wouldn't have to worry about any issues or going super fast to get, you know, her dress and everything all dirty. All along came the petroleum industry, which slowly started to push the electric industry out. Started to kill it off. Eventually, big petroleum corporations ended the fate of the electric car. Because electric car companies just couldn't compete. Their vehicles were slow. Their vehicles were hard to find charging stations they were just becoming more of an issue for the world now fast forward back into the 60s and 70s when the electric car starts to come around when petroleum starts to become a little bit more scarce like this the early 70s the oil embargo placed in north america now electric cars weren't thought of again there were people kind of thinking about them but not totally now we're gonna skip ahead again to 1996 general motors they say hey we can do this again we can help with the world on an electric course let's create the ev1 but we're only gonna put it on a leasing program. Why? Because if somebody comes back with a higher payout and says, hey, you can't make an electric industry, we'll take it. We'll take back the cars, we'll crush them, and blame it on something else. Now, along comes this man named Elon Musk, who is a major financial benefactor to a group of guys who built the first Tesla Roadster. Now, this Tesla Roadster was a great invention. He used this skateboard platform with lithium-ion batteries. It could charge quicker than anything we have ever seen before. Hell, the original EV1 would take up to eight hours to charge, and you would only get about 
about 60 miles out of the thing. Now, this Tesla can be fully charged in 8 to 12 hours, but you would get upwards of 300 miles per charge. A lot more than that EV1. Sure, it still takes about the same amount of time, but we don't really have to worry about how far to go. I can actually go to the next city closest to me, which is over 100 kilometers away. My Tesla will make it all the way there and all the way back without being recharged, as long as I start this system. Now, we're going to back into the thing about why we are talking about how batteries really are better than an ICE engine. Well, fancy me, uh, you come to go on the internet and you'll find out about crashes involving electric powered vehicles. Now, really, are they good? A battery does break down over time. Think about it. Your remote, you use the power of your television. Or in my case, let's just say the mouse that is right in front of me. Sure, I only refill, like, I constantly use my mouse every single day for, like, this thing's moving around for up to four hours a day in my home office. Constantly. And that battery will last me. Now, battery power has come a long way, but that battery will last me a few months. Like, six to eight months it'll last me. And then all of a sudden, it loses its power and has to be thrown out. Now, if it was a rechargeable one, we've all gone through them. I grew up with rechargeable batteries at home. Why? We didn't have a ton of money. So my parents bought rechargeable ones. They paid the extra bit of money to buy rechargeable ones with the pack so that we only had to buy those batteries for our remote control vehicles once. But what happens to those batteries over time? Over You charge them to degrade. You start losing mileage. Uh, batteries always have an issue with working in very cold situations. And under heavy usage, they heat up. There lies in the biggest problem concerning the battery industry for the electric car industry. Heat. Heat dissipation. Yes, we're starting to see hypercars. Electric hybrid supercars coming out in the world, pushing the envelope of these lithium-ion batteries to the max in heavy usage situations. How's that going to affect that battery? When it overheats, you add some fans. You add some cooling ducts. Yeah, you can create all these things to help them cool them. It's great for a supercar. But when it comes to your home base sedan as a Tesla Model S, Model 3, Model X, start moving into Lucid Motors, Faraday Future, where can you put all of those? Ports. Hell, just look at the Rivian truck. Take a look at it. Does it have ports? Does it have any you know, air ducts, any front diffusers, any splitters, side canards, anything that diverts cold air over top of that battery system? No. It rides underneath the vehicle. Yes, they try and create a front end that gets slammed with the air moving around it and tries to force it as much as it can underneath the vehicle. Of course, this causes a bit of lift underneath it. It really isn't good for driving in snow with all you truck people need to realize that lift is always working against you, especially in snow. Now, not properly cooling these systems, what happens to a battery when it overheats? It could spontaneously combust. Something that if you go onto YouTube, you can find videos of Model S's burning to the ground. Oh, there was a rollover not recently in Florida where the guy lost control of his vehicle, spun out, and the vehicle caught fire. He couldn't even be saved because the fire was too hot. And even by the time the emergency crews got there, they couldn't even put it out enough to cool it to get his body out of the vehicle. Now, that's something we have to look forward to. You want an electric car? Well, we better start thinking about systems and ways to start cooling it. And with the Model 3 about to come out, with its $35,000 model just being released, we now have to look at this, right? The chemical combustion within the cell can increase the change of heat and fire within the lithium-ion battery. And just like we said earlier, weather can influence this. We're getting the hottest summer in Australia right now. Hell, they've had hot summers in India that have melted plastic off of vehicles. And these batteries are sitting out there. As long as they get gel packs and proper fans and ventilation systems, they might be able to cool themselves down so they don't spontaneously combust. But looking back at it, my internal combustion engine vehicle sits
sitting out in my driveway right now. In minus 40 it starts, and in plus 40 it starts. When the thing overheats, it will tell me, but it has an adaptive cooling system built into the thing. And then being a smart driver, a car guy as I am, I know that when it's plus 40 degrees outside and I'm going on a long trip, if I start seeing the temperature gauge moving up past the rate that my cooling system can work, I then turn on my heat control system, which knocks out my AC and cranks the actual heat to the hottest setting to pull as much heat out of my engine. Now, you can slightly do that with a battery-powered vehicle, but in the end, its cooling system is its major downfall. When it's not properly contained and not properly cooled, it's susceptible to real-world heat and environmental damage. Think about that. A battery. Everybody's concerned about a hydrogen vehicle. Ooh, it's a hydrogen bomb. It's gonna blow up. No, it's not. A hydrogen vehicle uses the fuel cell stack in the back of the vehicle, which has been proven by BMW, by Mercedes, that they could drop it from thousands of feet up in the air to have a crash land on solid granite and it will not even crack the face of the fuel cell stack releasing any of the combustible material within it no we are not promoting hydrogen and we're not saying electric cars are bad but you have to remember just like the laptop that's right in front of me right now if i put my hand underneath of it it is getting warm. If I sit here for a long enough time with it on my lap in an improper area where it doesn't properly ventilate, it will get warm. And what will eventually happen? It'll get warm. My power system will get warm. My lap will get warm. And if I leave it for a long enough period of time, that thing will either melt, malfunction, or spontaneously combust. That's what people need to realize about the battery system compared to an ICE. We're not saying that an ICE is a better system, but the system design behind it has been tried and tested for over a century and has proven that even under the worst situations whether it be searing heat or a massive drop in temperature it can handle what is thrown at it and we know that firsthand because over four and a half hours north of myself is General Motors Northern Test Facility and if you have ever seen those freezers and bake ovens that they have inside of that they test these things to the max and it is something that a Chevy Volt was never pushed through. Now should we be really going after an EV world and have tons and tons of electric vehicles like spontaneously combust and think about it, even after those vehicles slowly disintegrate and fall apart it can take up to two days before a fire department can fully get that inflamed vehicle under control look at the reports on these things it is not a joke it can spontaneously combust the batteries within these vehicles can spontaneously combust if they are improperly maintained now a proper system to help with this because you gotta remember with the $35,000 tesla we're allowing entry level people to buy these vehicles and if anything has taught me in both the world today that it is very scary when it comes to automobile ownership considering the fact that when i was born in the 80s there was only about two out of every 10 people out there on the road who didn't know how to change a tire on a car now that is completely flipped and you're lucky if you can get two out of 10 people who know how to change a tire on a car this is one of the most simplest tasks you can do in an automobile next to actually putting gas in it and people don't know how to do so you now you're allowing people to drive these electric vehicles to improperly maintain these electric batteries that have horrible repercussions when they're improperly used. Scary, isn't it? Now, not saying Tesla has made great stands in this, but companies like Lincoln Company, Volvo, Cadillac got into it, Mercedes, Infiniti, BMW have all started the rental program. An amazing system, which will now allow consumers to not only rent and have different usage of different vehicles, they won't have to maintain them anymore, which will make the $35,000 Tesla the electric 
epitome of the internal combustion engine world. But until our society completely flip-flops on car ownership, it moves to a society where a rental service is more likely, just like the ownership of your phone. How many people out there right now listening actually own their phone right out? I only own mine because I've had it for over three years and I have paid that thing off. But how many people out there actually own their own cell phone? Or do you just trade it and get a new one when the new one comes out? That is where the electric vehicle industry needs to happen, needs to go, because it needs people to actually maintain it properly. If you're a rental service, that would happen. But if it's not going to go that way, and if it's not going to go that way for a while, then a fuel cell or the flow cell system, take a look at it, go to our website, corporate websites, look for nano flow cell automobiles, look for the nano flow cell quant. It's an amazing vehicle that runs in the nano cell system, just like the hydrogen system. Now, if we're not going to be moving to a fully autonomous and fully rental system, electric needs to be in an extra system within the automobile industry cannot become the mainstay fuel cells flow cells even for the next at least 25 years the internal combustion engine needs to have part within the industry no matter how many people out there disagree with me the internal combustion engine cannot completely disappear from the environment yes we would like it to because of the usage of petroleum and how the petroleum industry has caused so many bad issues within the world today we need to move on to a more sustainable source that doesn't kill us all off electricity is a partial way there hydrogen is a partial way there flow cell now if we move them all together it is great so in closing think about that think about those youtube videos think about that man who rolled his car in florida got trapped in it unconsciously and could not be saved because his battery kept igniting and it created a flame system so powerful that people couldn't even save him and his vehicle reignited for up to two days after they brought it to the impound yard so our electric batteries really the wave of the future for our vehicles under certain conditions they are but when you compare it to an internal combustion engine and how far we have come within that system and it's cooling and adaptive technology to the environments around us the electric car still has a long way to go before it can finally beat it into submission it's only been well over a decade right now and you're fighting a mega power that has over a hundred years of history behind it so all the best to the electric industry all the best to the battery systems and we all hope can get this cooling system under control before electric cars become mainstay in the world. This is Dr. Everett J of the automobile industry of Autolux.net signing off saying, hey, keep an eye out. Follow us on our YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages, or just hell, check out our website, www.autolux.net. Take a run over to the corporate website, find your favorite company, and go to their site to see what they have to offer as well. And while you're on our website, read some of our blogs, check out some of our podcasts, and see how well the industry is rated against each other. This is Everett J signing off saying, hey, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride from Autolux.net.